jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun this is riding one horse up in sleigh. Hey. hey. Uh, welcome to the bonus episode, Christmas episode Woo. of What Board Christians Talk About. Yeah. Woo. And guys, this is a Christmas episode. So if you're listening on Spotify, shame on you. I'm just kidding. We still love you. But you should watch on YouTube and you should pause it first and get in your coziest pajamas and I'm sorry for just saying pajamas, but you should get a cup of hot chocolate or coffee and turn the fireplace on. Put on your Christmas hat. This is, and make this a Christmas tradition. This is an extra family. extra special episode because yeah. Tad is on camera Guys, with us. Featuring Hello. Typically, Tad's face for the first time. Typically the man behind the camera. Mm-hmm. Now the man in front of the camera. Behind the camera, I'm in front of the camera this time. We still managed to cover half of his face. Yeah, we don't want <laughs> yeah. too much of Tad to be seen. It's like the guy in the the Tim Allen show, what Tim the Tool Man. Oh yeah, him. yeah. And he, the guy in the fence, you never see his face, even though he's in every episode. It's what it's you call Tad a right gimmick. Now. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. We're glad you're here glad too. You're here. Slide um, your slide your head around just for a minute so people can see your wait, full no, face. It would be. What do you mean? Like this? Because like this is blocking your face. So if you like go to the side, right. people could see your well, face. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at this they, camera. Okay, there me, you go. But the wide, <laughs> the wide angle is right here. Oh, I, yeah. <clears throat> Graham, I know all the angles. Tad I'm knows the producer. everything. Tad's the producer. He's the boss man, actually. Watch it not be right. <laughs> What's in your mug, Tad? Coffee. Cool. What's in your mug, Graham? <laughs> I've got coffee, but I mixed it with a packet of Swiss Miss. Uh, Some people call that hobo coffee, dude. That was exactly mocha. sorry. Sorry, that that's exactly what we used to do uh, at Vox. Uh, we went on the uh, Appalachian Trail, and we had these tiny, tiny mugs, and we had crappy coffee, which was like instant coffee. But if you made instant coffee and a packet of hot chocolate, Telling you me. made a mocha. But it was really right? small, so it was super concentrated, very oh. strong, extremely concentrated mocha. I love it, though, especially at Christmas time. I'm more likely to put a packet of Swiss Miss in my coffee. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a huge hot chocolate drinker, so I don't have much That's of a preference. Kind of I don't really, I'd rather just have the coffee. What is in your coffee mug, though? Pumpkin spice uh, uh, coffee. with uh, It's coffee with pumpkin spice creamer. Basic and a bit delayed. but Yeah. yeah I don't know. like to celebrate fall during fall. It's too trendy. Too trendy. Mm-hmm. So you got to celebrate fall during Christmas. Are you going to celebrate Christmas during Valentine's? Yeah. <laughs> okay. If we do a. If season two is started by then, uh, when it's like a Valentine's episode, we have to have you wearing a Christmas hat. <laughs> that sounds it's, good. Because uh, <laughs> it's too trendy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my favorite time of year. I, I actually like Christmas a lot. I like the cold weather. I like the lights on people's houses. The lights in the house is always nice. Savannah and I watched Christmas Carol last night, the Jim Carrey version. It's a good. Version. What's the of of the Jim? I'm not Jim Carrey, but of the Christmas Carols that you've seen, which one's your favorite? Is it Jim Carrey? I think it's the Jim Carrey. I hadn't seen it until last night, so that was my first time with it. Oh, really? But I I also don't remember many of the Christmas Carol movies. We watched an old one in high school, um, and I don't know much about it, but it was just. People is black and white. Were you there for that? I mean, I'm, I'm sure we saw a Christmas Carol. Yeah, it, it's such a classic story that everybody has their own. Yeah. So like, apparently, there's a Bill Murray 
Jim Car- right? There's a Bill. I can. There's, look I think up. there's a Bill Murray. There's a Bill Murray. There's a, there's a, Bill Murray, there's a Jim Carrey. There's, there's a Patrick Carrey. Stewart version. See, I didn't know that. There's a Muppets version. Muppets version. Muppets version is good. That's classic. My, one of my favorites. It's it's new. I know Michael doesn't like Will Ferrell, but Apple TV they did they did a new one with Ryan Reynolds uh, and Will Ferrell. That's hilarious. Mm. I had no idea. So Savannah and I we watched the Christmas Carol, Jim Carrey version, and then Disney Plus recommended the Home Alones. There's so many Home Alones. There's at least I four. Know, well, there's four three. Home Alones, but then they did like this weird Disney Plus original series. It was like a series, I think, of Home Alone movies. But how do you make a series? Because the entire plot is a kid gets left at home, Home Alone, mm-hmm. right. and there's two burglars that want to break in and get valuable stuff, mm-hmm. and the kid has to defend his house. Right. That should take one movie. That yeah. doesn't need a series. Like, right. how do you make an episode by episode yeah. basis? They just really draw it out. They just, mean, is it like, like a villain of the week kind of thing? It's like, this is the robber <laughs> this week. He just lives in a really bad part of town. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's bad enough that they made so many movies, I feel like. Like, how bad are these? Like, at what point does DSS get involved? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, your kid has been left unattended alone for this many times during Christmas. Like... Kevin McAllister, I'm just saying he should have been in protective custody. I really think well, that he's, he was a really bad kid. I'll go, go ahead, Michael. That's, no, no, that's you got true. it. He is. I mean, yeah, he was a monster. I mean, he. Uh, I was listening to a podcast the other day. He was talking about uh, John Lovell, Warrior Post Society. He was talking about Home Alone, and like he he wants his kids to watch Home Alone because that's what he grew up on. Hmm. But he also has to sit there and pause it and be like, "Why does he, Kevin McAllister? Why does he? How does he not?" respect his dad mm. in this portion yeah. and how is his dad a passive dad and how is his mom like overbearing mm. and like threat threatening discipline but not following through mm-hmm. and he's like he wants them to experience that movie because it's a good movie it's a fun movie it's hilarious but he wants it to be like hey don't get this in your mind mm-hmm. to do this so he just wants to instill good values but also you can watch a fun movie yeah no kevin McAllister is is naughty list poster child like mm-hmm. He was just a bad kid, but I mean, I remember as a child watching that and thinking about how much trouble I would be in mm-hmm. if I said such things to my parents. Oh, I know for real. But all the all their kids were kind of there were know, there were no good characters. Not, yeah, I know for real. <laughs> in that movie, the best part was when the the bully older brother ate the whole cheese pizza just to spite <laughs> just to spite Kevin. Which one is that in? That's the first one. Is it the first yeah, one? That's the original. Character, I really actually. think that the Macaulay Culkin ones, the Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2 are really the only Home Alone movies. Savannah's never even seen them. But how? We had them growing up. Apparently she said that the guys only had the Home Alone 3 or that's all she remembers. No, we had, Home we Alone had like all of them. Did the first two are like the first so much crazy. Best. Yeah. I barely remember the third one. And then the fourth one they made, I think, on Disney Plus, the the bully kid, Buzz, I think is his name from the Macaulay Culkin series. Um, is it Buzz or Buster? I thought it was Buzz. Maybe it I is could Buzz. Be wrong. Tad can fact check us. But he cameos as like an overweight police officer <laughs> in the fourth one and this like completely unrelated kid family situation. He gets left alone. And they call the police, but it's him. And he is like, eh, it's buzz, people yeah. prank me with this every year because we did it's this buzz. to my sibling. It's not real. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's funny. Dude, you know what we also saw? 
was the Santa Claus movies with Tim oh, Allen. Yeah. Tim Allen, yeah. There's so there's the th- original three. Yes. But they also made a series for that. They did. And it has uh, Gabriel Iglesias or whatever hey, you say that. Yes, and, and I don't know who the other guy was, but there's like three Santa Clauses. And they got like Tim Allen and the girl that was, you know, ended up being Mrs. Claus, whatever her name is. And I was like, how did you and make this children. story? Which, funny enough. You probably the, can't. I mean, <laughs> probably not. It's not going on right now. But. Of the, the kids that are in the series that are like Santa and Mrs. Claus's kids, the girl is actually Tim Allen's real life daughter. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she stars in the series with her dad. I have not finished the the finale of season two for mm. the Santa Clauses, but I've watched most of it. Dang. So. Was it any good? Y- yeah, it's enjoyable. It's funny. Um, but. In some ways, I feel like they should have stopped after the second Santa Claus. Mm. I feel like the first two movies were classic and they had really good premises. And even the third movie and the TV shows just feel like they're reaching to me a little Mm. bit. I mean, that's the common pitfall of of sequels and TV series. They have a good idea. It's like Mm -hmm. a dad becoming Santa Claus because he killed Santa Claus. Yeah. That's a cool premise. Well, and and <laughs> the idea of clause, like not just Santa Claus, but clauses in a contract, right? Oh, fun fact, oh, right? That's fun fact. Oh, I just and then that. Mrs. Claus made a good sequel. <laughs> yeah, but then three, the escape clause, like yeah, that's not a thing, know. really. So that's I mean, when it started yeah. to feel like reading. The the um, dude. So when I was growing up, I thought Santa Claus was spelled Santa C L A U S E because of that movie. I, I went my whole childhood thinking that's how you spelled claws. And it wasn't until I was in high school that I was spelling claws or something. And my brother was like, what are you doing? What is that? I was like, that's how you spell Santa Claus. He's like, no, it's not. I was like, yeah, there's a whole movie about it. <laughs> wow. And Tim Allen would never lie to me. Apparently it's C-L-A-U-S. So What's funnier than that probably is that I just learned that. <laughs> 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 just now. Bro. Thanks for that, Michael. <laughs> You're welcome. I would have 100% spelled it the other I'm way. No, that's that clause without the E. I'm wow. That only Graham just learned that just now. Yeah, please. <laughs> please, I'm begging you. If if you also just learned how to spell clause correctly for the first time, yeah. please comment. Please send us a message so I know that it's not just me. Anyways, that after that embarrassing true, moment. That is a true fact. Good segue. <laughs> Good segue. Tad, what are we doing next? Yeah, so Tell right now we're going to break the ice even more than we already have with a little game of true and false trivia questions on the Christmas season. If you want to play along, then uh, yeah. you can do that at home. Just pick your answer before Tad reveals it. Exactly. Michael and I have these paddles that say true or false. There's some... All right, true or false. This is the first one. St. Nicholas was born in what is now modern-day Turkey. True or false? I'm going to give it a true. Give it a true as well. True. Three, two, one. It is true. Way. Good job. I didn't know you guys. I was a little nervous. What's up, everybody? The audio died. So we have to do what we did previously all over again. This time Uh, with new questions. This time with new questions. We have a a stack of questions, so there are going to be new questions. To us, not to you, because you didn't see them or hear them. Yeah. Uh, So, we're ready to go? Ready. Ready to go. True or false? The movie White Christmas features the line, Vermont should be beautiful this time of year. All that snow. 
Apologies is a hard one. <laughs> I don't Count even know down. what the question was. Well, re- re- <laughs> the re- movie re- White it. Christmas okay. features the line, Vermont should be beautiful this time of year. All that snow. Mm. Never seen White Christmas. <laughs> well, count us down. <laughs> Three, two, one. Probably true. True. It wow. snows in Vermont. It is true. <laughs> yes. It is true. That's one of my family's favorite Christmas movies. It's one. It's on the list. You know, like every family has a list, I feel like, of Christmas movies that they have mm-hmm. to watch each mm-hmm. season. Some can be skipped, but some it's like, oh, we got to make sure we watch this. White Christmas is on that list for our family. What's it's it about? It's a really good movie. I don't, like, I don't um, know anything about it. It's like two boy singers and two girl singers who fall in love. Mm. And they do shows together. Gross. And they're trying to help their old army captain in Vermont, um, who doesn't have any, he doesn't have any customers in his inn because it's actually not snowing in Vermont. (laughs) (laughs) And it's super strange, but they do a show up there to draw people in since everyone left since there was no snow. Cool. And then as the name implies, you can guess what happens on Christmas. So. Anyways, they kick show. out all the black good people. Music. Hey, anyway, uh, true or false? <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Oh gosh, gosh. The reindeer names Donner and Blitzen evolved from the German words Dunder and Blexim. I don't know why I'm saying that with an accent. There's no hyphen or anything. It's just Blexim, <laughs> uh, meaning salt and pepper. True or false? Three, two, one. I'm gonna say false. It is false. All right. It is false. They are German words for thunder and lightning. I knew that. Ah, nice. Because I remember reading that, that and thinking, like, they're basically James and John, like the oh, sons yeah, of thunder. Oh, yeah, the sons of thunder. Yeah. It's basically wow. reindeers are biblical. True or false, the worldwide best-selling Christmas single ever is Bing Cosby's I'll Be Home for Christmas. True or false? Huh. Three, two, one. False? I'm guessing false, Yeah. It is false. It's a great it's, song. I it, just don't know. But why. it is Bing Cosby. It's Bing Cosby's White Christmas. That's what got me. Shifting over 50 million copies worldwide since 1942. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense because it is a great song, but I was like, not only do I feel like there's more popular songs, I feel like that's not even the most popular song that Bing Crosby did. Mm-hmm. So Even before I saw the, the, the answer, I was like, Mariah Carey. Yeah, that's what I, I thought it was. Uh, you know, I was like, I know, like, there's a lot of famous people in the past, but that one has right, to pass him eventually. Like, it's probably just hasn't been around for long enough. That's probably true. Yeah, it's, it's got a lot of time. Forty years from now, will it be Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas"? Is you probably <sighs> maybe kind of hope maybe. It's, it's less easy you to a, sing. Are the you white a Christmas Mariah Carey too? hater? Um, you not like that song, Tad? No, I like that song. It's just I can't sing it. Oh, well, because you, I mean, I can sing. You can. I can sing Bing Cosby. I can sing Frank Sinatra. You can sing it. It might not sound good, but you can still sing exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now that's some good content. <laughs> Bonus content: Tad singing. Uh, Bonus content. Got to leave that in the main. <laughs> no, but Tad doing the whole song. Bonus oh, yes, sure. whole whole song. I want to see this now. President Kennedy, not Kennedy, President Teddy Roosevelt banned Mm. Christmas trees from the White House in 1901. True or false? Three, two, one. True. That's a humbug. Guessing false. It is true. The president was an environmentalist and feared real Christmas trees. Oh, no, that's right. 
That is lame. Teddy. Bro, Christmas trees Teddy. grow in one year. Come on, Teddy. Because Teddy was kind of right. cool. He's like, he's kind of a bad day, you know? Yeah. Well, I do remember, I mean, it does make sense. He was an environmentalist. So that, that makes sense. In my head, I do remember there was a period in the 1800s where the Puritans really were against that and tried mm. to make it illegal. So I was thinking it was a trick question, and maybe uh, it was about a president during that time. But mm. turns out it's just totally different reasoning. Sorry, Graham did just this bad, just as bad the first time we did this. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely did not get all Graham of them right. Graham White got none of them right last time. Every single one of them wrong. He yeah. doesn't know anything about Christmas. Exactly. <laughs> it's his least favorite holiday. True or false? On Christmas Eve, it, it is tradition <laughs> in Provence, France, to prepare 13 desserts. Wow. True or false? Three, two, one. Guessing true. True. True, true. It is true. Ah. To mark Jesus and his 12 apostles. To mark oh, Jesus. It's just, interesting. I didn't remember that one specifically, but I've learned so much about like Spanish speaking cultures and how they celebrate not just Christmas, but all holidays. And generally speaking, they're just way more intense with all of their holidays. And mm. they have so many random traditions. I was like, this is actually better than 50 50 odds. Like, <laughs> yeah. Chances are they, they have to be doing something like this. This has a word in it that I can't really pronounce, but I'm going to do my best. True or false? Do your best. I believe in you. Caroling originated from the medieval custom of singing and offering drinks from the wassail bowl. True or false? Three, two, one. True. Guessing that is true. oddly specific. Very specific. <laughs> that is very specific. It is true. Ah, okay. Uh, wassailing originated in Anglo-Saxon times. I don't know what was sailing. I guess. Well, you should. What's was okay. sailing? You should look it up. Give it, yeah, give look it, some, it up. I facts. I was guessing true because when I was like looking up and researching what are some of the reasons why people think Christmas is pagan, which we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, caroling, oddly enough, was on that list. Mm. People thought the practice of caroling specifically was a pagan thing. Um, so, and that sounded sort of. Like that. Mm -hmm. This is from the ChristmasLynn.com. Credible news source, I'm sure. Mm. Well, sailing is a lesser-known worldwide British Christmas tradition, though it's closely related to American favorite holiday season, entertaining caroling. Well, sailing and caroling have only one minor yet important distinction. Well, sailing involves drinking alcohol. Oh, hey. shoot. That's a fun one. Ooh, fun Christmas caroling. Christmas caroling. <laughs> was sailing instead? Or oh, shoot. Wassailing. It might be pronounced wassailing. We might not be able to do sure. this. Uh, was sailing originated in pagan times as a completely different custom. Like modern was sailors pagan. Was sailors used to sing and drink, but with an entirely different purpose and rituals. See, I have heard that term before, but I always read it in my head. I pronounce it as wassailing. Mm. Sorry. Instead of wassailing, you might be right. I might be. I, I have no idea who's right on that, I but I do remember that because you know the the Christmas carol. Here we come, a caroling among the leaves so green. Older versions of that, I've seen it. Here we come, a uh, uh, wassailing mm. instead. Wasteling. So I think originally, interesting. That, that's where I know that word from is from that song. Yeah. Are you looking up the pronunciation of it right now? Mm -hmm. Play. <laughs> Wassailing. 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 Well, that's, that's the U.S. We're, we're, what's the wassailing. U.K. version? <laughs> wassailing. 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 Here we come a wassailing. with the British accent. We go, you want to go wassailing we'll go, we'll down go the street. We go a bit of wassailing in it. Go mainstream. <laughs> a bit sad, isn't it? Yeah. When we can't we'll drink alcohol. Cheer them up a bit. <laughs> yeah. No, they're going wassailing, which means they are drinking alcohol. Pass the gin. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're welcome for oh. our cultural appropriation. <laughs> you can't culturally appropriate why. These questions are were our answers to these questions are a little more racy than the than the first time we did this. <laughs> Probably. True or false? During World War One, some British and German soldiers spontaneously made a truce at Christmas and exchanged gifts. True or false? Three, two, one. True. True. And if it's false, then Snoopy is a liar. (laughs) True. The Christmas truce occurred in 1914. There's a movie about it. It's a banger movie. I don't know the name of it. I can't pronounce it. Snoopy and the Red Baron. (laughs) Just a Christmas song. I don't don't know. Is it? Yeah. Well, there's a movie about it that's a lot better, probably. Probably. I, I figured it's the called, real life um, thing didn't feature Snoopy. It's something do Noel in World War One. Do but... Noel, something like that. Anyways, Joyux. Joyux. It's Joyu. Joyu. Noel. Noel. Joyu. Noel. Cool. 2005. Super good movie. You should watch it on Christmas Eve so you can cry. I'm probably gonna watch Polar Express on Christmas Eve. Oh, we should talk about the Polar Express if we have time. That's a, that's a that's a fun one to talk about too. That's People are opinionated about that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, true or false? Uh, the Father Christmas Letters by J.R.R. Tolkien features a cameo from Frodo the Hobbit. Is it true or false? I didn't know that J.R.R. Tolkien even knew it. Three, two, one. This is a wild guess. I have no. I really want it to be true. I say false. It is false. Ah, but it does darn. feature battles uh, battles against goblins. Oh. I didn't know J.R.R. Tolkien did like Christmas letters. That's interesting. You know, it's yeah, I didn't know that either. I I should have guessed it was false. Tolkien just doesn't strike me as the cameo type. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't even like C.S. Lewis's Narnia because he felt like it had too many things in it, too mm-hmm. like it was too overloaded. So I should have known he wouldn't put Frodo in there. But I just really wanted that to be true. One more. True One more. One more. Yeah, sure. True or false? If all of Santa's reindeer have antlers, they must all be male. True or false? In three, two, one. True. False. Reindeer, female reindeer can have antlers. It is false. Male reindeers shed their antlers around Christmas, so they are most likely female. Oh. Hey. Interesting. See, I didn't know that, but I did I know yeah. that reindeer... All of them had antlers, not just mm-hmm. males. Yeah, because so. the only thing I know about hunting comes from the arcade at Fuddruckers, <laughs> and I always get, I always got penalized for shooting the does. Oh, uh, yeah. And the does didn't have antlers, and I was like, well, I guess only male deer have antlers because mm-hmm. you can shoot those. Yeah, you can shoot those. You can shoot and kill. Yeah. Normal deer, yes. Reindeer. So I guess Can't Rudolph lied to us because Rudolph says that. Uh, his it kind of portrays all of the the male reindeers mm-hmm. or all of Santa's reindeers being male, which they could have been. Mm-hmm. All and the then, female reindeer do have mascara on, though. Right, and none of, <laughs> none of the female reindeer in that movie have antlers. Rudolph's mom didn't have antlers. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, like Clarice didn't have antlers. Dang, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, don't, I can't believe you just named actual reindeer from that movie. I have no idea. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So it's not Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. The 1964 movie cannot be trusted as a reliable source. The one where they move like on reindeer move like this. anatomy. There we go. Mm. You're welcome. I think like Rudolph and Santa Claus, the the they are their stories 
and their myths, and they come from different parts of the world originally. Mm-hmm. So, but there are also, if you didn't know, which you do, because we have to do this again, <laughs> there are also other creatures associated with the holiday season and winter time and Christmas. What? <laughs> so I know it's crazy. Tell me more about um, this thing we have never heard about before. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a couple of uh, yeah of fun ones. Spoiler alert: mostly these things you can imagine are made up by a tired parent with a rowdy kid and be like, "No, mm. this thing is going to kill you if Attracts. you don't act if you don't start acting right." Yeah, much like the first one. Much like modern parents scare their children with the constant idea of the rapture. <laughs> uh, the first Different one episode, but is, <laughs> uh, is a is a creature, Frau Perchta. Frau Perchta. And Frau Perchta is an old witch who doled out harsh punishments to those who misbehaved leading up to the 12 days of Christmas. Mm. Uh, she generally mm. appears as a little old woman with a very wrinkly face, bright, lively eyes, and a long hooked nose. Her hair is disheveled, her garments tattered and torn. Hmm. So if you don't behave, switch. Uh, She's going to switch you. Witch, demonic, canceled. Next. I'm just kidding. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay, here's another one. There's Grilla. Grilla. Grilla is a Norse giantess. She's described mm-hmm. as uh, gruesome to look at and is a parasitic better, beggar who goes around asking for bad kids for food. Ooh. She eats bad kids. That's scary. She eats bad children. She eats the bad ones. Interesting. So you better boogie, be good. the boogie woman. You yeah. better be good. Yeah, why are all these women? <laughs> <laughs> First the one's a witch that's going to switch you. I feel you. like the fathers came up with this. Yeah. And then the, they were just describing their mother. <laughs> <laughs> their mother-in-law. That's what they were describing. Yeah, literally. <laughs> the, uh, um, but these, uh, they're not all bad. They're not all, uh, I mean, along with the bad ones, there's also like She'll eat you if you're bad, but also if you're good, she'll leave presents. Oh, there's a lot of them like that. Like God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I'm just kidding. That's not the Bible. Much like like a good one. Oh gosh, it's driving me crazy now. I don't know if I should reference The Office on here, but you remember the little (laughs) song that Dwight sings? I was like, remember your rules. Remember your rules. If you don't, you'll be eaten in your sleep. <laughs> it's like the song that he learned as a kid. Oh my god! Something like that. Anyways, he had a good childhood. Who knew that <laughs> he was talking about Christmas? <laughs> uh, but of course, these things aren't all bad, and sometimes they're good. Uh, like this character, which is basically Santa Claus. Basically uh, there's a lot of them that are just Santa Claus. Rip off. Again, Rip off uh, yeah, just discount off-brand Santa Claus. This one called Olent Zero, O L E N T Z E R O. Is a character in Basque Christmas tradition, uh, or back Basque, 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 Basque. Uh, according to uh, their traditions, Alan Zero comes to town late at night on the twenty fourth of December to drop off presents for Chris uh, for children. Sometimes described as a part of a race of giants, Ooh. which is very big sp- Santa. Yeah, big Santa, but also the movie Klaus. I mean, it might just be the art style. There's oh, a lot right. of big people in that movie, That's true. which is also just the art style. But Klaus is. Mm-hmm. A really big Santa. Yeah, mm. that's interesting. So yeah. maybe they were kind of like maybe they were like matching. basing it off of that. Great, okay. great Santa. Um, what's our time frame? There's another, uh, you know, slightly less myth, but the uh, where we get Santa, or I guess where Americans think we get Santa from, is from Saint Nicholas, right? Right. 
Right. Got some fun facts about St. Nicholas. What are some fun facts about I want to hear some fun facts about St. Nicholas. Well, St. Nicholas was around um, in like 260 to like, you know, early 300s. Yeah. After Jesus' death, obviously. He was a bishop, Catholic bishop. Um, and in modern day Turkey, we learned that okay. and one of the true and false questions from the last time. And that's oh, yeah, before the Catholic church went real. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was like normal Catholic church. It was just normal. like, oh, yeah. this is just Christians. This is just Christians at this point. Yeah. You can learn and more about this in our, uh, Christian history. Please see the church episode. history yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Catholic church, meaning universal church, meaning that, you know, there's not separate churches for whether you're a Jew or a Greek or a separate church right. for women and a separate church for men. They're all universal that's what catholic means uh non-denominational <laughs> yes what dude non-denominational is just catholic it's walmart put that catholic. on a t-shirt yeah put that on a t-shirt um non-denominational is walmart catholic <laughs> <laughs> great value yeah and so uh saint nicholas uh let's see so he he was uh, around when diocletian the emperor was uh, persecuting a yeah, good baby name great baby name um, and so he was getting persecuted, imprisoned, and then, uh, he was actually around even when Constantine was the one that like became a Christian. He was like, man, uh, Christians are cool and I'm going to make it legal to be Christian and not yeah. kill them. Uh, so it was a pretty good time for St. Nicholas, I'm sure. And so then, mm-hmm. uh, he was a part of the Nicaea, the council at Nicaea, council Nicaea yeah. which is where we get the Nicene Creed. Mm-hmm. And he was a part of defending the deity of Christ, because that was one of the biggest conversations. Yes. Was was God just, or was Jesus just a man, or was he God and man? Was he sometimes God and sometimes man? This is where they were hammering out those facts. Figuring out who was right and who was a heretic. Yep. And then punching the heretics. Right. St. Nicholas, the original John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> the Christian John Wick. Christian John Wick. That's where they got the idea for Violent Night. <clears throat> uh, which I haven't seen, but... I have. Is it good? Um, David... It's, it's okay. It's, it's not bad, but it's, I've got to say it's a little bit disappointing. Mm. Um, it doesn't have anything like inappropriate in it, but it has a lot of language. The biggest thing is like seeing Santa, like a depressed drunkard. It's like, Mm. that's not how I want to see Santa. I mean, that's the point of the, like he got, the point of the movie is Santa's sad. I know. Because people don't believe him anymore. I mean, it's basically elf. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. But then somebody does believe in him and he's like, I gotta kill all these people. <laughs> <laughs> well, because to protect a little they, girl. To yeah, a little yeah. Girl. Yeah, it's basically Santa, John Wick, because it's made by the same, like, I, mm-hmm. I think it's made by the same, like, action team yeah. as John Wick was. It's not an official endorsement of Violent Night. <laughs> just, <laughs> I just have to I say mean, that. A, Look up a, the parents' guide on IMDb. It's an excuse yeah. to be like, hey, Look what the if plug Santa review. was, like, a bad A <laughs> and, like, beat up and killed a lot of people in a in a house that they burglarized is mm-hmm. home alone with Santa. Yeah. And blood. Cool. And gore. Basically. Well, <laughs> anyways, so St. Nicholas, <laughs> yes. like oh, yeah. Santa Claus, from Violent Night. way derailing. Uh, no, he, uh, or he, I don't know. yeah. So the part of, um, kind of where we get the idea of him and Santa Claus comes from the story, uh, or kind of a legend. I mean, okay. So we're talking about like 250, right. 300, AD. So, I mean, there's nothing official to confirm any of yeah, this. I mean, we didn't really start keeping track of history well until 400 years ago. So, yeah. this was, you know, much longer than that 1600 years ago. But legend time. has it. Legend has it that uh, he uh, heard of a family that the mother had passed away and the uh, daughters, three daughters, had no dowry, um, which is like what they give. 
I think. What in they, order so to it, get married, it's like yeah. financial compensation for marrying somebody. Right. Basically. It's like it's the daughter's family pays pays the husband. That sounds like a good idea. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but this family had no money, so that uh, St. Nicholas heard that the daughters were probably going to be forced into prostitution uh, for money. Big oof. Dang. And so uh, he withdrew from his own inheritance. Uh, he, like, took money out, put it in a bag, gold in a bag, and then stuck the uh, bag of gold in the window, or some legends have it, that it was the stockings, uh, the mm-hmm. daughter's stockings. The father was too prideful to accept money. Mm-hmm. So that's where we get the legend of St. Nicholas. And I guess that's kind of, I'm, I'm curious. And potentially stockings, but nobody really knows. I'm curious how that got attached to Santa Claus. I don't know the answer to that. I didn't even look at that, but it's kind of interesting that, you know, this bishop from 1600 yeah. years ago somehow became attached to well, the penalty. And apart from that legend, he was a bishop that developed a reputation for extreme generosity. So yeah. I don't think that was the only family he helped. He was very giving to a lot of people, but he was said to have had a big beard and sported a big cloak. So that's uh, yeah. where some the legend of Santa Claus essentially comes from. And potentially stockings as well, as some mm-hmm. of the stories say. But the thing with a lot of the Christmas traditions is that there's just nothing concrete to say for sure where any of these things came from because like you said we didn't really start doing a good job of keeping track of history until fairly recently right it's interesting um yeah so he he was really well known for like you said like generous yeah for being generous and like really caring for the impoverished and the people that had nothing and it's interesting in uh, a christmas carol or the ghost of christmas present is kind of the like you know in, in a little bit like the saint nicholas kind of figure mm-hmm. and um and then like he has the children underneath his robe at the end of it and there's like ignorance and want and he like warns ebenezer scrooge of mm-hmm. like look out for these like these are bad things ignorance and and want because ignorance can drive people to do terrible things want can drive people to do terrible things so like you have to look out for those people who have nothing i don't know super interesting yeah. I remember watching the Jim Carrey version of that. And when that scene, as a kid, usually kids like to think of things extremely literally. Mm -hmm. And they don't recognize metaphor and saying something in a different way to express a view. Mm -hmm. And so when I saw that scene of them, I think it was in a clock tower. Yeah, it was in a clock tower. Yeah, it was in a clock tower. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, Christmas present was like really jolly. Basically Santa Claus, Mm -hmm. but... Uh, he's in a green robe and he has a hairy chest. Uh, he's really manly, uh, but he's like super nice throughout this whole scene. And then he gets really mean towards the end mm. and like condemns Scrooge and then he just dies. And I was like, what, what happened? I don't understand this. Yeah. Why did he die? Why did he get really mad at Scrooge? Cause I was a dumb kid mm-hmm. and didn't realize that he was trying to teach him a lesson and then yeah. he died. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, super interesting. Uh, there's another line in that movie where there was a bakery that was cooking for the the poor houses, you know, cooking mm. meals for the Christmas meals for the poor houses. Uh, Scrooge looks at uh, Christmas present and is like, it's you. It's your fault. You, you and your brother's fault that this place has to close once a week and people starve. Essentially referring to the Sabbath because there was a time. Go ahead. You can sneeze. <laughs> oh, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> Just a single oh. sneeze. Scary. Uh, but so they, 
It's their fault because they the closed Sabbath. on the Sabbath. Yeah, so because there were there were clergymen that were mm-hmm. fighting for, you know, the closing of all secular workplaces on the Sabbath. And so Scrooge is like blaming it on uh the Christmas of the ghost of Christmas present. Mm-hmm. And the ghost of Christmas presents like there's a lot of things that men do that get attributed to me and my brothers, kind of referring to like me and the other saints and the other and like Jesus and calling mm-hmm. all of them brothers. Um, but they do it wrongfully and they attribute things to me and my brothers that are not our fault. A lot of really interesting ideas that Charles Dickens was kind of putting yeah. in the Christmas Carol that are like some really weighty topics about, you know, the poor and the impoverished. Anyway, so I just say that to say like, it's in, uh, the ghost of Christmas, Christmas present is like the St. Nicholas figure. Hmm. And it's just pretty cool. The other thing about St. Nicholas that we referenced, but I don't think we talked much about. Um, and actually my favorite reason, uh, my favorite thing about St. Nicholas, people think that St. Nicholas is my favorite, like historical bishop saint because, or whatever, because of Christmas and I love Christmas. But the real reason he's my favorite is because he did punch somebody. <laughs> And, well, or so legend has it that he punched somebody at the Council of Ni- Nicaea. I believe, um, I believe the guy's name was Arius, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and he was making a defense of his position, which was quite heretical. Mm-hmm. And like you said, um, defending, in defending the deity of Christ, he got up in front of 300 people <laughs> at the Council of Nicaea and went and punched him in the face. Which admittedly, he was pretty old. It's pretty so it's old pretty at this point, punch. but still, can you imagine an old man <laughs> Keep talking. getting up the camera back on. and punching somebody in the face because yeah. they were speaking heresy? My hero. I'm just saying. Old man dressed as or like, looking like what we think of when we think of Santa with a big right? burly beard and a long flowy robe. It's like Santa, Santa has up. some naughty list moments. It's a violent night. You man. know? <laughs> so two things you got a Christmas Carol. That's St. Nicholas. Uh, that's a picture of St. Nicholas and violent night is a picture of St. Nicholas. So if you need a good picture in your head of who Santa Claus is, watch those two movies. Jim Carrey, David Harbour. Yeah. Oh, Oh, Oh no. <laughs> I'm really, I'm trying to, I want to get it. We just right. suggested people watch violent night. We're definitely on the naughty list. Yeah, I'm right. Cool. David Harbour. <laughs> yeah, it's David Harbour. It's the yeah. same guy. Uh, if you Is don't know David Harbour. Is that how you say his name? Yeah. From uh, David Harbour. Stranger David Things. David Harbour. Yeah. I've, from he, Stranger Things. I've yeah, always pronounced it wrong. Ho- how did you say it? I don't want to say. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I always said David Harbo. Oh, my gosh. Harbaugh. Harbaugh. You should be ashamed. Yeah. Well, it's spelled funny. It is. It's spelled funny. Okay? No, it's, but it's well, David Harbour? Yeah, it's Harbour. <sighs> I'm sorry, David Harbour. Oh, you got another cryptid? Well, oh, I have a lot of other cryptids. Hit me. Hit me with I mean, one more. Yeah. The, Hit us with one more, yeah. Your best one. Right, best the, one. Well, the best one, which is, the... Prob- I mean, which is probably the most well-known because I made a movie about him mm. called Krampus. Krampus. I've heard of Krampus. It's anti-Santa. It is a uh, horned anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic figure. Anthropomorphic. It just means it's two-legged human animal. Human, yeah. yeah. Humanish. Oh, okay. A figure in Central and Eastern Alpine folklore of Europe, who during the Advent season, being half goat and half demon, Ooh. he scares children who have misbehaved, assisting Saint Nicholas or Santa Claus. The, uh, the assisting. Pair, well, the pair visit children on the night of 
the December 5th with St. Nicholas rewarding the well-behaved children with gifts such as oranges, dried fruits, and walnuts, <laughs> and chocolate, Ooh. while the badly behaved ones only receive punishment from Krampus with birch rods. Oh, my God. Oh, my. What, though? Um, Dude. There's a movie about this that came out in 2015. It's a horror movie. I do not recommend it. Wow. He's basically a skinwalker. Kraus. Or uh, Krampus. Not Krampus. Well, not Krampus. He- I mean, I was going to say that that sounds really demonic, actually, before you said he was even half demon, just because oh, yeah. um, that's something consistent throughout church history, that for some reason, demons and demonic activity are always associated with goats and goat mm. horns. Yeah. Which is so, another one. There's a Yule goat, but I don't think that is is as, um, yeah, Scandinavian, Northern Europe, Yule, and, and represents symbol, Christmas symbol and tradition. I don't think it's Dang. well. I mean, its origin is from German paganism and has existed in many uh, variants during Scandinavian history. Modern representation of the Yule goats are typically made of straw, so the people just make <laughs> a Yule goat out of straw. I don't know if it's anything particularly demonic, but I think just the goat is a symbol of Christmas for hmm. Scandinavians. Hmm. I think it's interesting that uh, there's so many like traditions that have like good Santa. And then something that beats bad you if Santa. you're bad. Mm-hmm. And now we're just like, Santa gives you coal if you're bad. <laughs> That's much well, nicer. I mean, but then like a hundred years ago, they're like, a witch comes out of nowhere you. and beats you with a switch. Or a, a Krampus. giant lady comes and eats, eats you. you. Yeah. Yikes. But I feel like we need some dried, of that fear you'll factor. You'll get dried now. nuts fact- if you're yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> chocolate. That's almost just as scary. Dang. <laughs> Oranges. Get thee behind me, Krampus. I remember seeing the the ad for that. Of course, every every season there has to. I mean, there was a really sadistic Thanksgiving horror movie that came out around Thanksgiving this year. This year, yeah, yeah, that was disturbing. And then there, I didn't see it, but uh, it was the yeah the trailer. Yeah, the trailer. Of course, we were in a movie theater watching a movie, and then the ad for it came on. And of course, their ad is like two minutes long. You're just like, yeah. People are dying. And they show you the most interesting parts yeah. and, and the most like, gruesome parts. Yeah. It's ridiculous, but it's also disturbing. Um, that, you know, that's an episode is one day we should talk about is why is society so, you know, interested and obsessed with horror movies? That's a good one. That is a, that, that is a good topic. Because I have some what very conservative views about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but uh, the... I remember, I guess it was 2015 when the Krampus movie was coming out. Mm. And I was like, oh, cool. It's, was it's, it that long ago? It was 2015, wow. yeah. Um, but uh, four years after Skyrim released. <laughs> <laughs> you would That's that. your timetable for everything? <laughs> it's like, oh, Skyrim came out in 2011. Uh, yeah. <laughs> four uh, AS. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the I remember seeing it and the trailer was like a snowy... It, uh, camera panned down on like a snowy Christmas town, and then it was like dark, and the, the violins were swelling, and mm. it's just like this hunched over, dark figure that kills you <laughs> because it's a horror movie. I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> I want happiness on Christmas, not right? yeah, for real. I can understand again, probably different episode, but like I feel like horror movies, whether you agree with them or not, they sort of make sense for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Like that, the theme of that holiday mm-hmm. is fear. Mm-hmm. The theme of Christmas is peace on earth and goodwill towards <laughs> yeah. men, and I'm just not—I'm yeah. not sure yeah. would, how the horror genre think, really fits in. I would argue that Halloween, at least in our uh, modern <laughs> depiction of what it is, is about thrill through fear. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Um, Granted, we didn't get to do a Halloween episode. We yeah. were gonna. Maybe we'll save that for next year. We'll do a bonus Halloween episode. Mm. Um, but yeah, but yeah. So it's thrill through fear. Yeah, is a is a threshold, and then after that is just horror and mm. gruesome. Yes, you know. Yeah. Which I do think that that to that point, I do think that's why people watch horror movies. I think there's yeah. a thrill aspect to that. It's fear. like riding a roller coaster. It's like you, right, like you feel like you're going to die, but you're not going to because it's mm-hmm. still. It just it just seems off brand for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it definitely seems yeah. off brand. Well, that that's also a theme of horror. It's like take something that's innocent, like a doll, mm-hmm. well, and true. turn it into something that's demonic or that kills you, like Chucky. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's like a ju- juxtaposition that mm-hmm. makes it that much scarier. It's just so like I'll, a nun. Like a nun I'll, was seen as like a nice mm-hmm. person, and then there's a poltergeist about a nun that kills you. I, 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 I still will protest. I'll get picket signs, leave Christmas alone, nor, nor <laughs> yeah. Christmas. But I think, yeah, anyways. Keep Christmas merry and bright. Make Christmas great again. Okay. Yeah. I would, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would have definitely been terrified as a kid if somebody told me about Krampus. That would have definitely made oh, me yeah. straighten up more than Cole. Well, while we're talking about, uh, things about Christmas that I don't like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, why don't you look at me like that? It's like, you don't like <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Oh, no, I'm just like, Christmas. I like Christmas to stay merry and bright. But, I feel like it's a good segue to the question of the day. Is Christmas pagan? And are you going to heck for celebrating Christmas? <laughs> it's a good question. It's a good question. Michael, thoughts? Um, I mean, I don't... It's. I mean, is it pagan now? No. Was it pagan? That's another question. Is that pagan? Is that pointing to a Christmas tree right now. Yeah, there's a Christmas tree behind us. Uh, I don't know. I mean, so the origins of it, I guess, is, you know, because the right. problem is here, mm-hmm. we're talking about history again that is mostly legends. And so we don't actually know. Right. It's interesting. There are a lot of things that, you know, maybe like the things we do at Christmas are kind of shared with paganism. I guess, for instance, like the Christmas tree yeah. is an evergreen tree that is always mm-hmm. green. And so a lot of cultures, Vikings... Uh, druids or um, uh, is that the name druids i think so druids and then the romans celtics, used it to celtics Egyptians, i think as well yeah um and even pagans you know like mm-hmm. the baltic pagans used christmas trees to represent one like fertility or and then the other is like eternal life but... they didn't call them that they were just evergreen trees that they yeah. would cut down and put in their house because it's a tree that's green year-round and so in, it was a way that they like symbolized uh, fertility and like something that mm-hmm. doesn't die and you know etern- eternal miss christians were not the first ones to look at an evergreen tree and, and say like, oh this represents symbol of life yeah symbol of life no i mean people have been doing that for a long time right the question is were they trying to copy and paste from pagan practices mm-hmm that's the question. I mean, there's a lot of different... Obviously, with Christmas, there are so many traditions and symbols that represent Christmas now that um, it's... Coca-Cola. Yeah. I mean, everything. So it's 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 it would be impossible in one episode to take every symbol and trace it back and be like, is this pagan? Is this not? Um, but some of the big ones, trees, the date itself, mm-hmm. December 25th. Yep caroling weirdly enough um, but there's a number of, th- of things specifically that are pointed to and said that that's pagan so i guess the two questions are it 
can you definitively say that those things are pagan if we take it item by item, starting with Christmas trees? Can we definitively say that Christmas trees are pagan? And even if we could, does it matter? If so, why? If not, why? Mm-hmm. Those are the questions, I think. Very mm-hmm. thorough. It is thorough. Is it too thorough? No. I don't know. <laughs> you can never be too thorough when Let's, it comes to paganism. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Saint Nick. You're, you're, going, you're going back to like old folklore and stuff. Yeah. I watched a, my uh, my research before I went to the, the cryptids thing was on like general stuff like you, what you guys are talking about. Yeah. And they talked about the Christmas tree. And they said the popularity yes. of it came from some – it was either – like a French or German or something royalty that had German, a, I believe, had a picture of their family around a Christmas tree printed in the paper, mm. and so people are like, "I want to be like royalty and also mm-hmm. have a tree." Yeah. So then it like spread from there. Mm-hmm. At least yes. that's where the popularity came from, but not the origins of the Christmas tree. I'm well, not- yeah. there was even. I mean, there's there's so many. Um, I mean, like we said, they're legends. They're you know we don't know how true they are, but what I read was that uh, Martin Luther was one of the first ones to put a Christmas tree in his house uh, because yeah. he his wife had cut the tops of roses and was decorating their house around Christmas time with roses, and uh, he saw the greenery or the not greenery but the nature in his house. He's like, oh, it would be cool if I cut down an evergreen tree and stuck it in the house, mm-hmm. and then so he decorated the evergreen tree with the roses, and so it's like, okay, well, is that the first time? Further from that legend, too, they also think Christmas lights came from then because the the story is that Martin Luther was walking home in the forest at night and saw the stars Stars, through the trees and Mm. was so um, enamored by it, he tried to recreate it at home by putting candles Mm -hmm. in the tree, which sounds super unsafe. I know. Insane. How did that actually work? (laughs) People did that for a really long time, though, before electricity was a thing. People actually put candles in their tree, mm-hmm. um, I imagine a lot of houses burned down. That yeah, way. that's bonkers. Well, you know, I mean, there's, I mean, that's the the mm-hmm. evolution of decorating. You know, there's like, there's mm-hmm. like, I feel like there's a classy decoration, and then there's an also classy decoration, but with lights. Like electric yeah. lights come in, but then you have mm-hmm. these trees. Like a lot of this is at the Biltmore House too. Um, they'll also have lit trees, but they'll have like this like classic like high society tree. That's yeah. just decorating like greenery mm-hmm. and bows, yeah, and like uh, pine cones and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's just like that's such a like set rustic, rustic. You know, it's just like super down to earth kind of decorating. And then there's like you get more high tech stuff with mm-hmm. um, electricity. Yeah. So it's like this evolution of well, we don't have to burn down our houses with candles on a tree anymore. We can use electricity, yeah, mm-hmm. electric bulbs, which you know also burned down houses until we got better at making that's bulbs. Also true, yeah, but. Uh, true. I don't know. So for me, it's like you can't even really trace the origin of it. We right. do know. I mean, we know almost for certain that people who are not Christians were cutting down evergreen trees and sticking them in their house. But can we definitively point to anything saying that Christians were copying uh, pagans in an attempt to entice them to convert? There really is nothing definitive saying that. People that claim that it's literally just their opinion. Would that be wrong too? Hmm? Would that be wrong? That's the question too. Is it wrong? Because Paul said, I'm all things to all people so that I may win a few. 
you know. He also said there's nothing wrong with eating meat sacrificed to idols. On another occasion, he said, I won't have you be participants with demons mm -hmm. by eating that food. So which is it? Is Paul being inconsistent? Mm -hmm. What should be the guiding principle there? Yeah. Or does God have the power to redeem things? Does no. He? no. Does he? That's crazy. No, that's <laughs> no. dumb. We're all saved because we deserved it, right? I'm just right. kidding. <laughs> Woo. Sure glad it's by works. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I, I think the answer to the question is, can you directly trace it to, uh, you know, paganism and Christians trying to win over pagans? No, you can't. No, you, you don't know if they're copying that. I mean, you don't know Could if the first yes, person to cut down a tree it. was saying in their head because we don't have that person alive to tell mm -mm. us what they were thinking when they and did. there's no writing saying we have decided to do this as mm -hmm. a, as a attempt to draw people sure. in as if it was like the medieval yeah. pizza in a youth group. Yeah. There, yeah. <laughs> there were no, uh, there were no Roman Catholic, uh, popes that were like, and I have made this proclamation. This will be the first year. You know I mean? We right. Just, we don't know. So could it, could it be? Yes, but there's no direct proof slinking Christmas trees mm. and the beginning of them, the practice of them to paganism. Yeah. And then even if there was, does it matter? I don't think so. I don't think so either. What? A, so what is it? What about the date? December 25th? Yeah. Is that the problem people have? I don't yeah, know much about a, this. People have a problem with the date because they say that the, the date, December 25th, is actually borrowed from pagan holidays celebrating the winter solstice. Um, one of there's several mm -hmm. holidays that they say it's like a copy of potentially, mm -hmm. but one of the biggest ones is called, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Um, Saturnalia, um, is a holiday celebrating the God of Saturn, Saturn. um, that they celebrated usually around the winter solstice. And the theory is that Christians, in order to make it easier for people to convert to Christianity, picked december 25th as the holiday on which to celebrate jesus's birth so that the pagan converts who celebrated that and other like holidays around the solstice um could have something to celebrate still mm. that wasn't pagan mm -hmm. but because the date itself is borrowed from from pagan holidays then christmas therefore is is pagan and bad and you shouldn't celebrate it mm. You're right. I was right. Nice. Wow. Saturnalia. 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 Wow. The the issue is that Saturnalia actually was never celebrated on December 25th. Mm. December 25th, even by the ancient calendar, um, is several days past the winter solstice. Mm. Winter solstice being the day of the year with the least amount of sunlight. Sun, yeah, that's right. Which would put it around the 20th or the 21st. Actually, uh, the earliest I think that we have records them celebrating it on December 17th, hmm. which is which is even further back mm -hmm. from Christmas. There's really nothing that I have been able to find. Granted, there are way better historians than me. This is what I did on my, my phone yesterday, mm -hmm. so don't take my word for it. But there's nothing that I've been able to find to suggest that that holiday was ever celebrated on the December 25th and that Christians then copied it. Mm -hmm. What sounds more likely to me is that pagans, if they ever celebrated that on the 25th, actually moved it to the 25th to copy Christians. Mm. The one of the earliest estimates of Jesus's birth came from 
the it, it was in the 200s, mm-hmm. 200 AD. Uh, I want to say like 216 or something. I could be wrong. You can look me up on that. Um, but that was one of the earliest attempts to pinpoint when Jesus was born. This would have been roughly 125 years after the last apostle died mm-hmm. to give you an idea of how close it was to firsthand accounts. Mm-hmm. And they, I don't know how they did this, but they concluded that Jesus was likely conceived on March 25th and then moved nine months forward to estimate the date of his birth being December 25th. Mm-hmm. But the, actually the first mention of Christians believing that Jesus was born on December 25th was all the way back in the early 200s. Mm-hmm. Um, and because there's evidence of that happening so early, that's why a lot of people believe um, that it actually had nothing to do with them picking a day that was close to just mm. to try to convert people. Sure. No, there was actually a real reason why mm. they thought it was December 25th. And because that's really not falling on the solstice, mm. uh, they actually believe it's some scholars, not all, but some would make the argument. That it's actually more likely that the date of Christmas was borrowed by pagans and not mm. the other way around. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know all that. Yeah. I mean, and it's there's so much guesswork in it, right? That it's like I don't know, I, but it's so it's the same thing is true with like the trees mm-hmm. and the ornaments and stockings and why do we do these things? Right. Well, we've just done them for a long time, and we have. We don't even really know why we started or how we started, and we just found ourselves doing them. Some would argue too, and like regardless of whether Christmas is pagan, if the Bible doesn't record when Jesus was born. And is it right for us to pick a day to celebrate his birth? Mm. If this is not a holiday mandated or condoned by scripture and the Bible doesn't feel mm. it relevant to include that, why do we feel the need to celebrate that? Is that mm. not adding to scripture and therefore bad? That's crazy talk, man. That's, I That's agree. nuts. I agree. I want to hear your reading <clears throat> though. Well, I think absolutely it's, it's not wrong. I mean... The, there were so many feasts and so many seasons in the that God gave the Jewish people um, in the Levitical law. Like, here are these feasts that we do at these times to remember either, like, these specific actions or these specific attributes or these specific historical events. And it's just to put an emphasis, you know, at each time on what God mm-hmm. is like or what God is doing. And so I think it's the same thing. And I, I mean, I've said this for the last few years, like it's really been um, something I've been learning and thinking about. But like, mm-hmm. and like you said earlier in the episode, Christmas time is the time of Emmanuel, God mm-hmm. with us. Like right. this is when we, when we sit and we reflect and we think about how God is with us and not just in a trite cliche way. God is actually present in our lives, doing things, moving. He's a living God, right? right. He's not a He's not a graven image or a, not just that He was Emmanuel two thousand years ago, God in human flesh, but that He is still with us. He's still with us. He's in us. Uh, his spirit is in us, and so uh, it's not that God is with us less during other times of the year, but I think that this is when God is putting an emphasis on being right. with us in the same way that like. You know, Easter is a time, which I guess you could have the same argument, whatever. The Bible doesn't tell us to celebrate Easter, but we celebrate right. Easter as a time of like, as like a hopefulness, right? That 
Or Resurrection Sunday, because some will say that Easter is pagan to future bonus episode. Future bonus episode. But that, that there's like this hope, uh, this hope of new life coming. I think it's important for Christians to celebrate Christmas because we need to always be reminded that God right. is with us and we shouldn't take that for granted, right? Right. God hasn't always been with us in the way that he is now. That's true. There's something entirely, uniquely, and amazingly different about God's spirit in us. World changing. That's world changing. Like, you know, Old Testament people didn't even experience that. And they would have the spirit like rest on them, but they did not have the spirit indwelt in them, making a home in them. That's yeah. like incredibly unique. Yeah. And I think that. And hard to fathom, actually. Hard to fathom. And the problem is like, that's always been the case for us because yeah. we live in the post resurrection. We live post Christ. So we take, we take that for granted that like, oh yeah, God's with me. Of course God's with me. But that wasn't always the case. And so Christmas is this yearly reminder that God is with you. And that's mm -hmm. pretty cool. That's pretty different. And that's pretty special. I agree. And I think some, uh, there's actually even some biblical support, not like that Christmas was celebrated in the Bible, but just this idea of like, well, why would we celebrate something God didn't tell us to celebrate? Mm -hmm. um, there's a biblical defense for that. Jesus celebrated the Feast of Dedication. Mm -hmm. He went to that. Funny enough, the Feast of Dedication was never commanded mm -hmm. anywhere in the Old Testament. It was a feast that was invented during the intertestamental period where God mm -hmm. was silent. Yeah. Currently, it is referred to as Hanukkah. So the Feast of Dedication is actually where we get Hanukkah. That's interesting. And Jesus celebrated it, even though it's never given or mandated mm -hmm. by God in the Old Testament anywhere. It was developed in the intertestamental period as something that the Israelites wanted to celebrate just because. Mm -hmm. And Jesus celebrated it. Yeah. He supported it. So he, in doing that, I think, also gave license for us to be able to celebrate things. Yeah. And invent holidays um, that maybe aren't specifically mandated or given mm -hmm. in the scriptures. Yeah. Well, and then, so the other piece to the puzzle too, which this may not matter to some people, but if you listen to our episode on church history's importance, mm -hmm. then, you know, it's also worth noting that we've done it for 1800 years. That's a long we've time. We've done it for a really long the spirit, time. The spirit has led Christians to celebrate the birth, celebrate of, Christ. The birth of Christ on a yearly basis at the same time each year with this certain kind of build up and lead up to it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's looked largely the same since, you know, 1800 years ago. That's a long time for the spirit to be doing the same thing. Which I'll admit I was surprised by, I actually had no idea that Christmas was that old. Yeah, and the first yeah. thing that I looked up was Christmas trees. And the earliest you can date that is like to the 1500s. Yeah. So I remember doing that and thinking, oh, maybe Christmas isn't as old as I thought. Well, Christmas trees maybe aren't Christmas trees, that old. Maybe. But Christmas and and especially the December 25th mm -hmm. date, that shocked me. Yeah, that's that We've great. been celebrating Christ's birth on December 25th since the 200s for yeah. 1800 years. Yeah. So I, I think that to me that seems worth worthy of note. This is something that the Lord's done and been doing for mm -hmm. quite a while. So, I also think it it presents a very unique opportunity, the Christmas season, because especially in a post-Christian society like America is now, mm -hmm. um, Christmas is still widely recognized mm -hmm. as 
the birth of Christ, even though like Santa has become one of the huge figures of Christmas and stuff, even the secular world still recognizes mm-hmm. that Christmas is about the birth of Christ. His name is literally in it, Chris, Christmas, Christmas. Mm-hmm. The fact that you have Christmas hymns, songs about the incarnation mm-hmm. of God being played on a secular radio yeah. at Christmas time is, is pretty unique. Yeah. Even just secular movies. I mean, every Hallmark movie has them singing, you know, Joy to the World or Hark the Herald. Right. And they'll sing, like, How Glory many... to the Newborn King. I mean, you know, it's pretty crazy that yeah. all these people, maybe even without knowing it, are professing, like, the lordship and... Right. And Well, how uh, many people have us? the tradition of watching a Charlie Brown Christmas? Yeah. Because it's a classic. And they literally read the Christmas story yeah. in that. I have something fun to say about that. Oh, Ted has something fun <laughs> to say about back. that. Hey. Sorry to the two um, people that are watching the the YouTube version of this. I had to turn the camera back on. But for the Charlie Brown Christmas special, the idea is to fight back against commercialism, mm. right? In the Christmas Carol mm. or the Christmas the Christmas special. I believe I'm correct on this. The first time that scripture was like read in any long format on television was the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Really? I think and. There's a lot of good symbolism because Linus always has his blanket, right? He has his yeah. protective blanket. Mm-hmm. And when Linus goes to to say the Christmas story, he drops his blanket as in saying, I don't need this worldly thing. Mm. This is the hope wow. and this is the this is the life that you can have in Christ. For a kid's movie, it's a it's a kid's Christmas special. Yeah. It's like that's really good. Like that's go- that's the it's gospel a big right there. Statement, you know, that's awesome yeah. on television. That is really amazing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, there's just a there's a, a level of openness too. I feel like that. Well, like when I go to Honduras, when I go on mission trips and things like that, other cultures are still very open, very family and community based. And so, if you go over to somebody's house, it's entirely normal to welcome them in, give them some coffee, do whatever. Versus in America, we're so individualistic that we tense up. The first mm. time we hear somebody knock on the door, we're like, oh, gosh, who is it? And it's either Jehovah's Witness or <laughs> somebody selling something, mm. right? And we're so, as soon as we hear the sound on our door, we're already thinking, how can we get them to leave, mm. yep. you know? And that's not necessarily other cultures. But the exception to that is Christmas time mm. because Christmas caroling is still such a common practice that if you if somebody knocks on your door and you open it and there's a bunch of people there dressed all jolly and they're singing Christmas mm-hmm. carols just to brighten your day and to make you feel nicer, they will welcome you into their house and mm-hmm. give you some hot chocolate or some coffee or hopefully not figgy pudding. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a different time of year that presents a unique opportunity to reach people in ways that they're they're exposed to more Christian things than they usually would be, and they're more open than they would be at any other time mm-hmm. of year. Yeah. So, Christian is a pagan holiday, but should you celebrate it? You darn sure. <laughs> you better. I just said Christians. A, Christmas is a pagan holiday. Christians can't not prove a pagan. that. <laughs> False. 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 I think I'm holding up my false we should paddle. celebrate Christmas. I think we should celebrate Christmas, too. I think you can't prove my that Christmas opinion. is pagan. You can't prove definitively that any of the symbols are pagan. And even if you could, it doesn't matter. Yeah. 
because what people think and the thing is i would go a step further as i always do and this is where michael might want to pull me back so let me know if i go too far okay but i actually think there's harm in not celebrating christmas and in telling people that it's pagan and they shouldn't celebrate it for the reason of if the secular world already recognizes that Christmas is about the birth of Jesus. What good is there in making people aware of pagan things that they were formerly ignorant of? Mm -hmm. Would it not be better to just let God redeem it and not try to throw mud on something that God has redeemed Mm -hmm. and let it be about Jesus's birth? I think that's, I mean, I think that's fair for sure. I don't know if it would necessarily do harm because I think that man doesn't have that much power necessarily maybe not uh but i mean i think it's worth it's worth noting i mean it would definitely be a poor witness if all of a sudden all the christians in the world stopped celebrating christmas it'd be like that's kind of weird this has kind of been your holiday for a really long time this is is your guy's birthday but i think like you know i think that a hundred very opinionated people saying that you shouldn't celebrate christmas is is not going to do that much harm that's my no. opinion, but I mean, you know, I, I think you're right. Like Christmas being known as mm-hmm. such a Christian holiday is, is it's a testament to, to the power of God, mm-hmm. you know, being able to do something pretty amazing. Yeah. The fact that cr- Christmas is so universal, uh, and yet is about God, you know, and sure there's consumerism right. in it and there's all these other things, right. but like even at its core, people know like, well, Christmas is a time for for like joyfulness mm-hmm. and and giving and generosity. There's a general air of joy. Yeah, yeah, just like, like people, Christmas, people goodwill. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people that you just would you know would normally just kind of shrug you off, and say, well, whatever. Would like even they'll throw out a Merry Christmas and like I don't know, just something about it is it or is a different. Happy so. holidays, which is nice too. Sure, I mean you know it's fine. <laughs> Merry Xmas. But anyways, the uh, Greek. Yes. Form of Christ. Funny side thing about that, because that's another thing. A lot of people get mad at Xmas because they My think it's really Xing out Xmas Christ. He's like, I'm not going to a right to a tree farm that has get your Xmas tree here. And he's like, but X actually is the first letter in the Greek word mm-hmm. for Christ, I think, and so the X was used as an abbreviation mm-hmm. for Christ. Man for a long time so it's really just an abbreviation of christmas Mm -hmm. it still means christ it doesn't mean christmas without christ but with that knowledge in mind some some have suggested that christians should start referring to ourselves as the x-men hey (laughs) uh i personally am a fan of this uh and i have full support dibs on being general jennifer lawrence's (laughs) (laughs) you want to be misty she wasn't even an x-men well, uh, I guess she was and for for a time before she turned bad. I want to be Jack Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Mm. Hugh Jackman. What X-Men cool. would I want to be? I kind of like Beast. I think Beast is cool. Yeah. That's not Christmas themed. <laughs> <laughs> Neither well, is Hugh Jackman. I think you, that we're yeah, well, Wolverine. Yeah, you're right. That's true. I'm sure they had a Christmas comic Actually, book Actually, in X-Men lore, Jamin Santa is real and he is one of the like like mega level X-Men. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and that's that. why he's able to do all the things that he does. He's a mutant. <laughs> in uh <laughs> in the X-Men comics, Santa's real and he's a mutant and that's how he does it. He's just enslaved a bunch of people to work for him. He's also a mutant. <laughs> well, uh, I think we've reached a good consensus. Yeah. Probably. X-Men is the most Christian of comic books. Yes. And 
Christmas should be celebrated. Christmas should be celebrated. And if you think differently, I would love to know why. Put it in the comments. Yeah, I would love to. Along with what your favorite Christmas movie is. Violent Night. (laughs) Favorite Christmas movie. um, How you pronounce David Harbour in the past. Um, <laughs> am I the only Did you one? Like Stranger I just, things? I just, I need to, I, I need some uh, reassurance that I am not the only one that's made this error. Just throw your whole life story in a yeah. comment. We would love to hear from you. Um, Podcast on a scale of not even nice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so this is the end of this episode. But if you're right. interested in Tad Graham and I messing around and talking about Christmas for a little bit, then we're gonna have a bonus bonus episode, yeah, have a bonus um, episode. that will be more laid back and even more cozy than this one. Uh, thanks for watching. Merry Christmas. God bless us, everyone. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Hey everybody, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Hit that like and subscribe button. And a share so all your other friends can find out about us. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other podcasting platforms. Also, if you want to give us a follow on social media, we're on Instagram, Facebook, as well as TikTok. If you love us, please buy our merch. And if you don't, I'm used to it by now. Please come back. (laughs) 